If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. And I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Men's Wear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On the check-in, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's Wear was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the Internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and, of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't got to be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. What's up, guys? We're here for another episode of the Check In with Black Men's Wear, live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I I am in the presence of greatness. Um, being here to be able to have a conversation with you all, with the man himself, Mr. Derek Hayes. Derek, what's up, my brother? Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Man, thank you for for joining us, man. Taking time out your hey, day, man. taking time taking time out of building your empire. You know, what I'm saying to come chop it up with us, a few brothers over here at Black Men's Wear. You know, we got I got to do it for Black Men's Wear, man. Everything y'all represent is what I represent, so why not? Nah, love, bro. Let's get into it, man. Let's let, you know, for some people that don't know you, mind giving us giving them a quick little intro, man. Who is Derek? What Derek got going on? Um. Derek was a, a, a West Philly kid, inner city kid growing up, um, you know, coming from a city of brotherly love. You had to go out there and get it. So even before I, was, I knew I was an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur just Not by, sure. you know, young 10, 11 years old. I'm selling newspapers and bean pies, shoveling snow, in the, you know, in the wintertime for, for sure. wealthier neighborhoods. I always wanted my own money. Um, and then along the way growing up, you know, my father, he would take me fishing and drag racing and like, he would come with all these different activities to try to keep me out the streets. And I didn't realize what he was trying to do because mm-hmm. in my community that I was raised in, you know, I'm with my homies every day. Everything that's going on, it's like a family. You know, when you're growing up, your boys become your family sure. more than your actual family because sure. you're spending more time with them in the streets. So along the way, um, me just, you know, being that inner city kid and, you know, trying to stay out of trouble. And then ninth grade, I remember getting into some trouble and my dad like, you know, it's time for you to get up out of here. So he sent me down south with my grandparents. My grandfather was a cement mason. Okay. And he bought a house in 1996, him and my grandmother. And I used to come down there in the summer times, again, pushing me out to stay out of trouble. So I'm going, I'm in this city, you know, with cars, people walking and all that that I grew up in. And then I'm going to Athens where you got farms, all of that stuff. So I'm like, what's going (laughs) on here? But nah, but like that really saved my life along the way because, you know, me playing basketball along the way, me getting shipped off to school eventually there in ninth grade years. I did 10th grade um, in Athens, 10th, 11th, and 12th. My aunt got diagnosed with, uh, with cancer. And I was fighting this battle with her the whole time I was in high school. I'm going to Augusta, which is like two hours away from Athens, and I'm seeing her be strong and fight this thing and she wound up, you know, losing the battle. So 
I ain't want to be in Athens no more, so I moved back to Philly, and I was going to a high school in my neighborhood called Overbrook. That's where Will Smith and Will Chamberlain graduated from. So I had more than enough credits to graduate because, you know, in in Georgia, you know, the school system here is so much, you know, I would say this, you know, publicly is a different environment because, you know, me going to school in Philly to going to school down here was like I didn't know anything. Mm. I felt like I was Mm. so far behind in the education system. Yeah. Um, so when I got back to Philly, I was so more advanced because I was here for all the years, and that helped me out. But long story short, um, I wound up graduating, man, and, you know, basketball was no longer that hoop dream for me. Um, a lot of things that I've been through wasn't working for me, so mm-hmm. I wound up getting in the streets. Wound up getting in trouble. I got locked up, got out the situation. Um, thank God for that. But I wound up, you know, working at the Postal Service. Uh, I served uh, almost four years there working as a mail handler and a mail carrier. And then my dad, man, you know, my best friend, he wound up getting cancer just like his sister. And it came out of nowhere. When my dad got diagnosed with lung cancer, I just was like, it was like a nightmare. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, damn, I'm about to go through this again. And um, I fought the fight with him for like six, seven months and my dad wound up passing away. But before he passed away, I promised him that I was gonna get out the streets. I was gonna break my generational curses. And I just was going to do the right thing with the 10 toes he uh, raised me to stand on. And um, that's what I did, building this Big Days brand. This is personal to me, you know. Everybody look at it like, you know, I made a famous cheesesteak. I made something famous that my city had. But this was always bigger than the cheesesteak. For me, this was personal. This was like me making my dad name live on. I I wanted to make my dad more famous as he was dead than he was alive. And that's what I did. So... Along the way, man, I just, you know, was able to draw the attention from the people. People seeing, you know, realness of what I was building. I started in this little shell gas station with a broken fryer, broken grill. <laughs> Took my last money that I had off the settlement that I, that I came here with, and I invested in my dream. And I challenge anybody um, to fight when people not clapping for you. Mm. Um, because that's the hardest thing to do when you build something and no one sees it for sure. but you. Yeah. So it's like you going to your homies like, yo, man, you know, one day I'm going to do this. I got this thing. But they don't see it. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool because that should be your, your battery in your back. That should be your charger. And that's what I did. I took every um, ounce of doubt, every ounce of no, every ounce of disbelief. And I just took that with me and, and went along the way. But along the way in this journey, it taught me more than even the aspect of money. I seen the power of relationship. I seen that yeah. I was building up communities yeah. through this. I seen that brothers that was just like me, that was breaking the law, that was doing different things, saying, yo, bro, you made me get out the streets. You made me change my life. You made me want to be a better me. Mm-hmm. No currency in the world can make you feel like that. Sure. You changing lives. So the Big Davis brand has made me elevate to a high level to where the world know now. But I always looked at it as the aspect of growing communities and what I really wanted out of this. And that's what's happening for me right now. And I was my mother's, like, headache. (laughs) Like, I was, like, her headache when it came to the three children she had. I was the one um, in the family that he going to cause trouble. He, You know what I'm saying? He might not make it out of this and that. But right now, I'm my family rock. Yeah. I'm I'm the one that's going to break these generational curses. For sure. So sometimes, you know, you got to look at that bad seed and know that one day it's going to grow. Yeah. Every seed got to grow on the ground, and whether it's bad or not, whether it's going to go straight or it's going to grow another way in the dirt, it still got to grow. And I chose to grow up. No, I love that, man. Yeah. And, it, and the legacy aspect, like I hear it over and over, legacy, legacy, legacy. Yeah. And now 
you know, uh, breaking the generational curses, establishing now a legacy in, 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 in reference to your father. Yeah. But now you establishing a legacy for, for your seeds, right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, for my seeds, but also for the kids around the world. Like, so there's a bunch of kids right now that don't have a, a father in the household. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for them, too. Mm-hmm. I might not be there um, intentionally raising them, but they get to see me and see what I do. And get inspired from it. So in a way, it's like if you would look at a basketball player, you had somebody famous, you looked at their whole career, you know them better than some of their family know them. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You might look at some people that inspire you differently than the ones that's next to them every single day. Because truth be told, when somebody next to you every day, they might not even be inspired by you. They might be jealous of you. Mm. It's a difference. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm looking at these kids in, this, in these communities around the world, and I'm letting them know that don't take no for an answer. Keep on using your strengths that God gave you, and you're going to get to where you're trying to go. Facts, for sure, yeah. for sure. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the things to keep your head on the path that you're supposed to be on. Yeah. And you talked about it. I mean, you got distractions along the way as, as a youth. Yeah, distractions, uh, is, distractions is not a bad thing, though. Like, you know, even like um, my wife just came out with a book, I Hope You Fell, right? Failing is the key to success. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to fail to know what it's like to, to, to not want to feel like that again. Something got to keep your battery charged up to say, you know what? If this do happen again, I know how to handle it this time. My heart ain't going to hurt this time. Yeah, It ain't going to stress me out this time because I know the angle to go at it. And in business, you're going to have a lot of failures. You're right. going to have a lot of roller coaster rides, ups and downs. You're going to have years where you make a bunch of money. And you're going to have years where you just stay stagnant and just kept your business rolling. But what you got to understand is... If you're an entrepreneur, you got to know that you got these battles. So I got this thing where I say you got LLC builders and you got entrepreneurs. There's a bunch of people out here that could pay $300 for LLC. For sure. But can you make yeah. millions in that LLC? Right. Can the world get inspired by you off of this business? Right. Can you uphold the education to be able to educate others through your business? There's a lot that come with that. So, like, I take the word entrepreneur serious. So when people tell me they're entrepreneur, I want to know what you did to be yeah. an entrepreneur. Right. It's like when you're saying you're pro at something. You know what I'm saying? What makes you professional right. at this? What right. makes you right. get this title? Right. So I think, you know, being as though it's not like basketball, football, or, or rap where you got to get signed to become these things. So everybody like to use the entrepreneur word freely. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I got yeah. a water company. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. I got a clothing company. Right. No. You got an LLC and you're aspired entrepreneur. You're trying to be these things. You're not an entrepreneur until you can prove concept. Mm. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. That's a, that's a, talk about business, right? Because what I've gathered um, from your story is, I mean, business kind of, 
business kind of saved you, saved your life, right? Saved your route. Yeah, or the, sure. the, the passion of going into building that legacy kind of saved your route. But, you know, I'm sure you come across people all day, like you said, that talk about this. I'm an entrepreneur and those things. Uh, what have you learned along the way from, a, from, from taking an idea, a concept, investing your last in that, and yeah. now it's thriving? Uh, what, what kind of, what kind of uh, uh, recommendations, well, not recommendations, but, but uh, advice could you give somebody who's like, man, I got an idea, and I think it could be good, but they don't know the route to take. How do they keep that passion going? What kind, of, what kind of advice can you give somebody like that? Is looking at it, I can see it, yeah. but I can't get there. Right? Ain't, no, ain't, ain't no way I can do that. So I would tell them if they don't go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning or get woke up in the middle of the night thinking about this thing or you're not making money about this thing, then you can make it. Because if you make money about it, you ain't going to make it because you ain't going to make money as fast as you want to yeah, make money. Right, so you're going right. to switch pivot. You're going to pivot to something else because you're going to be like, oh, it's something else I could do. Yeah. But when it's something passionate that you love and you want to see fit, you want to see it work, you want to see the ending game of it, that means you're passionate for it. It's not about the money aspect of it. Like when I got in the big days game, I didn't make money for my first three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I had to just keep on grinding, keep on grinding, keep on grinding. But again... Nobody was clapping for me. Mm-hmm. I was clapping for myself. Mm-hmm. I was in rooms telling people, I'm going to make this a billion-dollar business. I'm going to make the world know who Big Dave's is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't walk nowhere in no part of the United States and outside the country without people seeing my face now. Yeah. Forbes just called me the Colonel of Cheesesteaks. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So, like, these things is like work got me here. Money yeah. ain't getting me here. For sure. The aspect of my hard work, my grind, and taking them no's and turning them to yeses got me, in, got mm-hmm. me here. So I would tell anybody, if you're really chasing something, you got to be willing to grind through the nose. You got to be willing to grind through when ain't no money coming in. And you got to grind through when your boys or the homegirls beside you ain't, ain't clapping for you and they post to. All of these elements make you an entrepreneur. All these elements going to get you to where you're trying to go. And if you ain't willing to take that journey, for sure. you ain't going to be successful in what you're trying to do. Man, and, and I, I, again, I just love how you pouring back into the fact that the passion behind it is what propels you and keeps it going. Yeah. If you, if, to your point, if, if I'm just in this to make money, once I stop making money, I'm out of this. Yeah, you can look at the uh, music industry, right? You can look at the older cats. They be like, ain't no substance. Ain't no more stage performance. Ain't nobody practicing. That's because they took it a different type of serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The craft, everything was, a, was different. True. So you can look at entrepreneurship. I watch entrepreneurship over the years kind of get a little watered down because everybody is an entrepreneur, right, of that mm-hmm. word. It sounds important. It sounds to them better than saying I work somewhere. I'm just an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm just yeah. being real. Yeah. But the whole aspect of it is I want you to be an entrepreneur. I want you to be great. I want you to understand what you're doing. But understand you ain't these things until you take these steps. It's like becoming a pro. Right. It's like climbing through these gates to get there. Like, the word is not going to be used at a high level for you if you ain't able to succeed through those roller coaster rides. Yeah. That's what makes you an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think, I think what you're saying, again, just solidifies the aspect of business requires development. Yeah. Business requires studying that craft. And we think about, you know, who's the most professional person you know? It's going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And the thing about them is they're always learning because they're, they're, even though they have the highest levels of education, their field is consistently changing. Oh, yeah. And but but, always... but, but I gotta, I gotta, I'm glad you brought that up. So I actually got two sides to that, what you just said. Sure. So you could take somebody every day that teach something, but they can't run it. Yeah. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can sit me next to right now, Harvard professor in business. Yeah. I was in the streets. That's how I got my degree. For sure. Right? For sure. But I sat around a lot of educated people, and along the way, I lost a lot of money doing this. Yeah. And I taught myself this along the way, right? Yeah. So I have experience in the game. I got skin in the game. I know how to make a multi-million dollar company. I've done it numerous times from scratch. Yeah. But you could be in a classroom teaching it. Mm-hmm. It's a total different thing. Right. You may not know how to teach it and, and, and operate it the same way you teach it. Right. But when you can do both, you become a weapon. So I would tell anybody in business, don't just become the, the teacher. Become the student. Mm-hmm. You want to learn. Like, don't ever think, and another thing, don't ever think that you're too smart in any room that you walk in because you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. I could learn from a little kid right now, second right. grade. Yeah. He might say something. I might like, I might, man, you know what? Man, <laughs> yeah, let me use that. that. Yeah. I like sure. that. For but sure. I think in America, and just not America, anywhere in the, in the world, we, we put this uh, stereotype on degrees. Yeah. Just because you got this degree, you know these things. Man, I got a high school diploma. You sit me next to any joker with a degree, and he going to know he was in for a battle. Mm-hmm. Because I ain't just sit in my business and say I wanted to work. I had to learn my business. I yeah. had to learn business, period. Right. All the way around. Right. In any business, because it's all the same. Right. You might be selling clothes or you might be selling houses. You still got to file taxes. Mm-hmm. You still <laughs> yeah. got to know what your EBITDA is. You still yeah. got no profit and loss. Yeah, yeah, straight you know up. What I'm saying? Straight up. What would you say is probably the worst piece of advice somebody's trying to give you over the, over the years? Somebody that was like, let's say, one of these experts that was like, you, you need to do this. So he was like, what? I, what? Don't tell me what's best for you. Mm. I, I don't matter who say it. Don't mm. tell me what you're scared of. Don't tell me what you can accomplish because you don't know what I can. Yeah. So I don't listen to none of that. I know what I'm going. When everybody tell me I can, I say I can. Yeah. And when you say how high, I'm going to say I'm going to go higher. Yeah. So I don't believe none of that. People try to put they, their own perceived limitations yes. on you. Yes, Telling all you the time. Can't. Oh, well. they, they also told me I wasn't going to come out that Shell gas station. I got seven locations right now. Yeah, yeah. right. You see what I'm saying? They also told me I, I wasn't going to be the franchise. I got 1,600 people trying to get them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So it's like you don't believe in that. You just had a higher power God behind you, and you got to believe in yourself. Listen, the hardest thing in the world is when nobody's stroking your ego. Mm-hmm. When nobody's stroking your ego but you. You ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, people tell me all the time, you know, hey, man, you know, I might, I, I got too much to lose. But what do you really have to lose when you grew up with nothing? You got to go out there and get it. It's everything out there waiting for you. Yeah. Everything out there that you ain't get is trouble. Everything you got on the other side is winning. That's how I look at it. Mm. When you look at your opportunity to expand now, right, you talked about, you brought it up just a little bit there about this whole franchise opportunity yeah. that you have, right? Why now? Like, why at this point franchise? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's in it for you, the satisfaction of not being able to franchise? Timing. Bigger than, yeah. Timing. Um, it's like a relationship. It's like, well, yeah. it's like if you was right now, you, you about to get married, right? Say you about to get married. You got years to um, learn something, learn with that person. I had to do that with my business. It was all a marriage. I had to get the right, put it to you this way, I had to get the right groomsmen mm-hmm. to be able to know that my business was ready to get married. Mm-hmm. So now I got the right groomsmen. I got the right team. I can right now feel confident to scale Big Dave's up to a thousand locations and know that I got the team to do it now. Mm. Um, before, um, I was waiting for those moments. You know, sometimes we can want something so bad and we rush it. You know, all of us done it. You ever just did something too fast and you're like, man, I wish I had waited. Yeah, absolutely. But now... I know the patience of waiting is the reward is greater later. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chasing this, this, uh, this media thing where I just want to be in the media for this, that, 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 that. I want the punches to be legendary. Mm. I, when, you, when you see my face in the media and when you see stuff, I want, mm. to, I want to inspire millions through yeah. this. I want my brothers that's sitting on the corners and, and, and trying to wake up and figure out what they want to do with their life, they can see this yeah. from these big punches. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on right now, and that's all I really care about is motivating people. Listen, when you build a machine, the money going to come. And when you got the people, you built a community. Mm-hmm. And the community is never going to let you fail. And when you're honest to them and real to that community, they're going to stand with you like your soldiers. Right. And, and that's how I built the Big Dave brand. Right. Now, as somebody looking to franchise, like what, 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 what are you looking for? Because, you know, everybody, everybody, unfortunately, can't go. Yeah. Right? Uh, but for you and your brand and what you guys doing in your community, what are y'all looking for in people that want to franchise? Um, first of all, I'm looking for people that represents somewhat like me. What I mean is like they care about people first. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for experienced people that can, if, if they don't have an operator, they can go get an operator. Yeah. Um, and then you also got to be able to take five units. I'm not selling anything under five units right now. Um, and then also, man, we're not looking for people that's money driven. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't want somebody um, professionally in bed with me and Everything is about the aspect of money. Because in my growth and my ideas of where I got right now has always been off of bringing people up as I grow. When I put a big Dave's in these communities, it's 30 to 40 people gonna get new jobs. I wanna hire within. Yeah. And I wanna hire people and I wanna bring people on, on board to understand that. Like, we're gonna bring people up as we grow. Like, right now, if you came and got five units from me, I wanna look at you 10 years from now and you got 30, 40 of them. Because I want you to grow. Yeah, yeah. I want to see your growth through the business just the same way I want to see Big Dave's grow through you. For sure. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's an expand. They all an extension of you, yeah. to be honest, right? No, um, facts. And as that grows oper- out, yeah, yeah and the operations got to feel the same. Like, yeah. whether you walk into a big days in Atlanta or you walk into a big days in Florida or Texas, I want you to feel the same, the same way. We ain't talk about that Texas. You know, we out there in Dallas. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Dallas, man, uh, a good friend of yours just opened a location out there. Oh yeah, man. My yeah. wife, <laughs> yeah. My wife killing out there, man. Yeah. I said, oh man, I might gotta get a deep ellum. Hey, bro, <laughs> bro. Nah, for real. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah. her grand opening, her line was crazy. Lo- it was crazy. We, yeah. it, we, they snuck it up on us too. So we didn't know about it until like three days before. Yeah, before. It. And when I tell you, like, say the lie was was, was yeah, crazy. Yeah, but I just like the, I liked the. the uh, the environment there, the, the yeah. people, like the, the whole everything. Yeah. And I got to give me some brisket while I was there, you know. So it was right across the street? No, no, no. Okay, okay. The, the one right no, across the street. I don't want down nobody, but <laughs> yeah. I, I went around the corner. Oh, yeah, understood. <laughs> understood. <laughs> now, man, um, I, I, I had a question about that, right? So a lot of, a lot of I, I hear a lot of men talking about their relationship with, they, with their wives and, and like how the, the balance of power and all this. I, my wife's a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She get into it, and I love what she's doing, and I respect her because she has, she has strengths that I don't have. I yeah. have strengths that she doesn't have, and we balance each other out. That's how and I kind of see how y'all do that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, you got two hustlers, grinders, yeah. very, very uh, well-to-do individuals together. How y'all keep that balance to where y'all not getting competition with each other? We're nah. we, we, we trying, we, we trying to grow because we, we, we got a goal, um, and that goal that we're trying to get to, we're getting there together. 
Um, and in the house, so I'm gonna give you an example. She left the state before I left the state, meaning that she put a slutty vegan out of state before I, I put a Big Dave's. Yeah. I'm about to put Big Dave's franchising before she franchises. So we use each other like a guinea pig. Yeah. She left the state before me. Um, I get to see how it is to leave the state. Right. She get to see me franchise. But in a world that, that we're putting together, it's something the world never seen. Like, you could, look, you could take the history of relationships all the way back down to our ancestors right now. And, it's, and I can guarantee you it's probably less than 1% right now of what we're doing at, at the ages that we're at right yeah. now in the household and what we're building right. up. Like, right. we got over 20-something properties together. Right. You know, we got other business ventures that we partner on. Yeah. And then we got these two massive companies that we built, but it's all inside of one household, and we only try to empower each other. Like, for me, um, it's a blessing for me because in my house, we ain't allowed to be lazy. We ain't allowed to not be on the grind because we got too much going on. Yeah. But then I got somebody next to me. Come on, we gotta get it done. Yeah. Or I'm doing the same thing to her. Yeah. Imagine yeah. right now if your homies, if you had five homeboys right now, and every time you get on the phone with them, they talking about leveling up, they talking about business, they talking about growth. You ain't never gonna have no 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 lazy mindset. For sure. You can't. For sure. Because yeah. for one, you're gonna be adapting into that relationship of your of your friends or right. what everybody chasing. Right. Like right now. I challenge you, when you wake up in the morning, to call somebody that's doing something with themselves, and you're going to see that your day is going to be better because you had that spark. Mm. You had something light you up to say, you know, hey, man, listen, I, I, I see what you got going on, bro. I got to go get it. I yeah. got to go harder. I like to talk to people that make me want to go harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and whether they making more money than me or not, it's just the principle of they chasing. I might wake up that morning and... Just don't have the energy and don't feel like it. But when I when I talk to that person, right. I feel like it because I ain't got no time to be lazy. Listen, man, being a black man in America, you ain't got no time to be lazy. Not at all. You ain't got yeah. no time to be lazy being a black man in America. There's only 13% of us as a population. Only 1% make it to a millionaire status. With mm -hmm. You don't have time to be lazy. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at it. I love it, bro. It's, 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 it's empowering. It's motivating me just kind of sitting here listening to you, you know, sharing this couch with you. Um, and everything again, everything that you have is very clear focused on. Like this is where we going. This oh is no, we got I gotta be. Listen, I already see. When I say, when I tell people I'm gonna be a billionaire, it's, it's not just for the money. Like I want, I want kids when I'm dead and gone. When they look in the history books and they looking online, they can read a story about what I've done. It's about being alive when you're dead. Like people don't think about that. Like you could take all, you could make all the money in the world, you can have all the success in the world. But what they gonna say about you when you're dead? Yeah. What they gonna say about you when they bury you? What they gonna say about your kids? What your kids gonna say about you when they become adults? I care about all those things. Yeah. I don't really care about what other people think about when it comes to when it comes to the popularity or what, or what might be trendy and all that. Because guess what? The person who lasts the longest was different from everything else. Yeah. Nobody that's the same ever is gonna last. When you're different. That's when you had something set out for you that's going to be there waiting for you in the end because you did it different. Yeah. You ain't do it like everybody else. For sure. And I ain't in the clubs every night. I ain't blowing money every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm pinning it into my business. For sure. Yeah. These millions of dollars is getting invested into my brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I know where I want to go. Yeah. What about um, how do you pass that on to your little one? Show them. See, listen, I'm glad you asked that because... I can, I, can, I can tell you something every single day. Like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. But I'm fortunate that way. 
Maybe if I just be me and just do me every day, it's going to eventually rub off on you indirectly. Sometimes indirect learning is your best teacher. Yeah. Because yeah. when you sit there and try to learn it, you know what I'm saying? It don't, it don't work that way. Yeah. So sometimes you indirectly learn something and then you might be in a conversation and you tell somebody something. They're like, damn, that was some good information. Right. Then you say to yourself, like, damn, where I learned that from? Because <laughs> yeah. you indirectly learned it. You're around it. So when you put yourself around like-minded individual and individuals that's smarter than you, you indirectly going to become educational. You indirectly going to get smarter. You indirectly going to become a better at what you're working on because everything around you is chasing the same thing or above what you're chasing. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things for us as, as black men's, men's world organization that we understood your surroundings really move you to where you want to be. And a lot of times, us as black men, the reason why we aren't able to get to where we want to be is because they don't allow our surroundings to be what they should be. And, and too, though, we, we, we get too jealous and envious of each other yeah, instead of sticking together because end of the day, if I am doing this, right, say I do make this to a billion-dollar brand. When? When? You shouldn't even knock me down to get there. You should see me and say, listen, we got to do everything we got to do to make sure that he makes it, because if he make it, we all make it. Thanks. And then until we start seeing it like that, you're going to see one of us get the spotlight year to year. It's going to be somebody getting the shine, somebody growing, but you ain't never going to see a mass of people making it because we don't, we don't understand that part of connecting is important. And until yeah. we do, we're going to be in the same track. Man, I love, I love, I mean, that's a, that's a great way for us to wrap things uh, from a space of get yourself together. Don't worry about those that are, that, that are uh, in similar lanes to you. Applaud one another because if we all rise the tide, the ship goes yeah. up together. I mean, shit, I, I, want, I want another uh, 100 brothers to open up cheesesteak restaurants. Yeah. People call me like, hey, man, such yeah. a cheesesteak restaurant. Bro, I'm so far going, like, I want that brother to win. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, but, I, but, I, but, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to bring that person down. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say don't do these things because I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like taking an artist that rap. It's, it's, it's a lot of people that rap. It's a lot of athletes. Everybody do it. It's about being the best you while you're doing it. Yeah. Not, and I, not, you know, that's how I close at that. I love it, brother. I love it, brother. Well, shoot, Derek, man, tell people how to find you, how to follow you, bro. Appreciate the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Official D. Hayes. That's my personal page. For my business page, that's uh, Big Dave Cheesesteaks. Man. Y'all are here again. This is Neandre Broussard with the check-in with Black Men's Word. Shout out my team, my squad, because as you was talking about, make sure you got those five people that you call every day. I'm like, oh, that's, that's my squad. You know, they are, every one of them, yeah, all in the room. You can't, you know, you can't see them behind, but every one of them on that same mindset of, hey, bro, we all, just make sure, you got to continue to go. Sure, continue yeah, to just make sure I'm going to tell you one more thing. And your squad, just make sure it ain't me, it ain't I, it's we. For sure. It ain't me, it ain't I, it's we. And I'm going to say that again to Rock Mitchell tomorrow because he likes it. He likes it. Another episode, y'all. <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. We'll catch y'all later. Thank you for checking in with the Check In with Black Men's We're here on Revolt Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Check In with Black Men's Wear. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Men's Wear. Check out and subscribe to the Black Men's Wear YouTube channel and visit us online at www.weareblackmenswear.com to join the mailing list for ongoing updates for the Black Men's Wear Flash Mob Tour. Peace and blessings.
Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.